Ash just handed to me. The following podcast is a Save Productions production. If anything should happen to me, you must go to court. You must say these words. Klaatu, Marada, Nikto. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Red Dwarf special episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. Episode number 158. Glad you guys could join us again on this Thursday night as we geek out on some more Red Dwarf goodness. I'm Corey Charette, and joining me as always, my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Very good, man. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. And, of course, we're going to talk about a quote-unquote lost episode of Red Dwarf. But before we do that, let's talk about donations. Head on over to our donations page at scifiwatcher.com slash donate to see how you can help us out. Many different ways over there. Just check us out right now, scifiwatcher.com slash donate. All right, so this last episode is called Identity Within, and it was supposed to be the second episode of the seventh series of the show, which was replaced of finally by Stoke Me a Clipper. This actually was a cat-centric episode. And it's actually addresses the fact that the cat has become domesticated and less independent. Yeah, which is it's kind of a sad they didn't make it because there wasn't a lot of cat centric episodes besides the introduction of cat. Well, cat. Cat's a very shallow character too. Yeah, but I mean, look look at him in this episode. He can yeah. carry an episode, I think. I think so, but I, I think you you can't do too many of those episodes. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you could do with the cat. The cat is a very, you know, single-minded, two-dimensional character. You can only do so many episodes with him. Yeah, this one is the, this episode. Uh, they find out that he needs to breed soon, or he's going to die. Right. Which I thought was an interesting way to 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 go with it. <laughs> yeah, and I love, I love that he's in the, he's in the Medibay, and uh, part of his prescription is to look at pictures of like you know women at the Kit Kat Club or. Um, I can't remember what the other one that he was looking at. He was looking at pictures of uh, some oh of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Right. Yeah. That really dates this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you're right. It does date this. I mean, this was like 1997 ish. So yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, it's funny that they make references to that. Um, another Gelf Planet one that this is on. They're, you know, they're disguised as as uh, traders to go into this marketplace because this is a different type of Gelf race. They're more of a barbaric race as compared to the, the other one that Lister and Mary, they referenced that one. Well, this right here actually is, I liked it better than the comic that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just the fact that the actual writers of the show wrote it. Yeah, you know? this is a full-blown script. This It's is- a full-blown script, right. But remember how we were talking about... Um, that's how uh, the comic book media mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. But adding the voice to it adds that extra element. Right. Plus, that was only like eight pages. This fleshes it out a lot more than just, you know, a couple panels and you're done. Yeah. I mean, would, yeah. What? Would this have been a 30-minute episode? Because it, it comes in at 44 minutes. But is that because of all the narration? I think, think it's... I think it's a little bit of both. I think they wrote it 
to be longer than 30 minutes. Plus, I think, like you said, that the, the narration is like, here's where they're at, here's what they're doing type of things adds to it. I think this would have been like the um, the extended version that would have been released on the DVD and not on, not released on TV originally. Oh, gotcha, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, um, you know, they. it's interesting how they, because they're looking for a dwarf, obviously, in Series 7 here. So now they're looking for the cat's you know, looking for a female cat. They, <laughs> Crichton says that we have to change the, the commands in the in the ship from find red dwarf to find pussy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know if that would have played, but it was still funny. It plays over there. I'll oh, tell okay. you. You know how I know there's a show out there. I'm kind of going off the path here. Called um, Are You Being Served? It's a show that takes place in a department store back in the 70s. I've heard of it. Yeah. And there's a lady, Mrs. Slocum, who who has a cat, and she always references her pussy. <laughs> she calls her my pussy. My pussy gets right. scared. And, yeah, so they do say that. So I think it would have been acceptable in 1997. Right. So yeah, it was it, it would have been funny just just to put that joke in there. I would here they would have beeped it out, you know that in the US. Yeah, we know that from watching sci-fi. Yeah, it's just like, uh <laughs> Yeah, so they go there and and this interesting thing about these gelfs is that they actually eat cats. Right. Cats when, are, when they they walk up to the guards and the guards are like Mm, I thought you were a cat for a second. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting, though. Um, yeah, and I like the idea that that the these gelfs used um, used mushy peas as currency. Yeah, that was weird. That would have been kind of disgusting to watch on screen. Just the the green mush. You know, there was a scene where Lister was actually eating it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I could just I could just hear the Ugh! from the audience when that happened. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was interesting idea using mushy peas, though. The cat, like we said, or I said earlier, the cat complains that he's been domesticated after he runs into a female cat that's in a cage named Aura. And it's interesting because I expected the female cat to be kind of like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's more civilized, more mature. She's more human than cat. You know, and it's just like you see her and you see him you're like, whoa, that's totally different. Yeah, they but we've never whole... seen him interact with a female. I mean, he he's interacted with Kachansky, but right. And we've never. And the only other cat he we wasn't ever... hitting on her though. And the only other cat we ever saw was the old cat, the priest cat, right at the very beginning of the show. That right there merits an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does. It does. So I'm glad they actually have it in this form. I still I, I still don't know why they didn't put it in the show, but. Uh, Budget-wise, it would have cost them a lot of money to make this episode. Because a lot of it was off-world? Yeah, there was a, I mean, because if, if you look at the scenes, there's a lot of, you know, the, the whole marketplace thing they, they had to do. We've seen other episodes with marketplaces, though. Yeah. Uh, it was never filmed as, as it was uh, an ambitious script for the show, and the sets would have cost, fairly cost too much to produce, more than the whole series itself. What? That I don't believe. Well, I think from what they wanted to do would have been. I mean, you would have to have the saloon, the outside marketplace. Those are the two big things, I think. How how late did they decide to do it this way? Like, as soon as the DVD came out, they're like, okay, we'll do this. Well, the storyboards were already completed. These storyboards are from when the script was going to be made. Okay. So they took the story. That's all it is. They just took the storyboards and had Chris Berry narrate the script, basically. How awesome is Chris Berry? 
narrating. Now, now ah. I said this to you off air, and I'll say this now. Um, I'm going. I've read the first two books years ago, and then I went back and listened to the audio. And Chris Berry does the audio, and he is so talented. He does the voices of, you know, obviously Rimmer. He does Cat, Lister, and Crichton. And you would swear that they were. I know. In the room. You told me about that. I just I couldn't believe it. I'm listening to this. I'm like, those are different people. You know who they're not. Yeah. Even Cat. Mm-hmm. He nails them perfectly. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, you know, he's he's four and one right there. You want you know, if they ever wanted to do like a like a radio show and just have him do it, that would be easy to do. No, but I mean, this could spin off and be an animated show. They could have an animated Red Dwarf. They could. When these do guys get too old to to do the TV show. Mm-hmm. They can just straight straight and do the voices. That would be great. Yeah. Plus, That'd you be would, cheaper too. It would be cheaper, and you could do more with the show. You yeah, know? you could go in off world. You can make these big elaborate places. That would be fun. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, I would like to see that. I, I, I don't think want that could the be the next carnation of it. You know, that would be nice. You know, do that. Just do that. But don't yet, yeah, and don't make it kitty either. Make it make it for like it's Red Dwarf series eleven. Oh yeah. Keep going with it. Go I mean, with the fun. flow. If they can make space dandy. They could do this. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, this whole episode is uh, apparently that Aura girl is going to be auctioned off, so they'll try to get money, which of course is the mushy peas. Mm-hmm. And Rimmer or Lister plays. Uh, they play in some sort of card game like poker or something like that. And you know, uh, Crichton can can count cards, but he can't be too close to the table because that's the the rules they have. No mechanoids near the tables. Mm-hmm. So they have to do all these weird signs and stuff like that. And of course, Lister gets drunk on their water, which is has kerosene and barley in it, which is interesting <laughs> that their water's that way. And of course, he loses everything. He loses Starbucks, Starbug also. You know, and it's it, it, then there's this other other Gelf. It's like a bigger weird Gelf. His name is Zerul. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know that that steps in and he wins the he aux, gets the auction he gets uh gets aura and you find out at the end the cat fights him which I thought was a little bit of a stretch the cat was actually having a fight against this this gelf you know well I mean you know well you find out that it's not it's not really a gelf so yeah but it was kind of weird the one scene where the cat just stops moving and and the, the gelf is kind of confused and mm-hmm. well, that's a little bit of a stretch. Come on, he can't jump over magazines, so he doesn't have a lot of physical skill. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I thought it was interesting yeah, that the, that the the Gelf was actually, you know, uh, the Captain Cat from the ship. You know, and he uh, he was wearing a morphine belt, but and then he the wanted cat to, he wanted to rescue the the female cat. But then it was, then it, then the, and then I get the WTF moment where the cat you know spears him and kills him. Yeah, I was hoping you could explain to me because I didn't get that part at all. Yeah, there's a part where Aura earlier says something about um, she thinks they were ambushed or something like that and they got caught. Mm-hmm. And then I guess this captain was the one that betrayed the platoon. But that doesn't make sense that he would go back for her. That's the part that didn't I didn't get. I if didn't he either. betrayed them, then why go back and try and save her? Unless he just wanted her. It could have been that. I don't know. I think it was also Cat wanting to show he's he's a badass. Yeah. But then, you know, I mean, you know, happily ever after, the cat's going to go with her and 
they're going to find the rest of the cat race. Lister says his goodbyes, and then the cat stays there, and he found out that long-term relationships for cats was for cats are 20 minutes. So he, <laughs> he had a long relationship with the female cat, and now he's back. Yeah. Which, to me, if I was the cat, I'd be like, see you guys. You I know, know, right? Like, uh-uh. So, of course, he's back with the crew, you know? And you knew it had to end that way. If this was going to... If the cat was sticking around, you knew he couldn't leave the ship. You know, It'd be the end of the show, yeah. It would be the end of the show. So what are your thoughts of this episode? I thought it was fun. I, I watched myself, uh, you know, being glued to the animation. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I really enjoyed Chris it. Chris Berry's voice. I mean, like, I was just, like, mesmerized. Yeah, it was great. It it really was. I enjoyed it. It it you know, it's there's no laugh track there, but I could I could hear where they would put the laugh laughter in. It was firing in all cylinders. Even that scene when they were doing the whole gambling thing, I mean, I could see that, you know, being an episode or being being on 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 the show. Yeah, I could too. I, I yeah, I, w- I wish the budget I wish they had more money to spend or could have re- rearranged this somehow to make it cheaper, but I'm not buying that excuse. Well, you got to remember, though, they had all these gelfs in there, too. But you can scale that back by having, you know, the people in the front near the camera have a full costume. People in the back have half a costume. You know, you could. There's ways. True. But they might have they might have budgeted the rest of their money for the other episodes and only had so much left, too. I was watching a lot of the extras um, over the weekend Mm -hmm. and they were they were no joke. It was a shoestring budget. For every episode. Yeah, but still, the writing's what makes the show. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely worth checking out. Um, there is a YouTube link we have in the show notes for this. And uh, if you do, you can go buy Series 7 of the DVD or buy the whole box set, which will have this on there for your enjoyment in its entirety. We have affiliate links for that in the show notes if you go over to scifiwatcher.com. Click on those links. They'll take you to Amazon. Won't cost you anything extra and also puts, puts a few pennies in the pocket of the show. Um, next week, we're going to continue our Red Dwarf adventures. We're going to look at this, and I've only seen this once before, Children in Need special that they did for Red Dwarf. We're going to talk about that next week on the show. Our, our regular Sunday episode, we're going to talk about Gravity that's coming out on DVD. Can't wait to talk about that movie, the one that we missed in theaters because of me <laughs> but it's understandable of course uh the latest episodes of helix space dandy and almost human will be out too next week and we'll be talking about those on the show so make sure you keep up with us and find out what's coming out and when it's coming out over at our schedule at sci-fi slash schedule i want to thank mr brian lee for being here and where can we find you online brian uh, you can always find me on twitter it's at brian says and, of course, that's Brian with a Y. And, as always, all our goodness is located at SciFiWatcher.com. Head on over there right now. Download, subscribe, and listen online at SciFiWatcher.com. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this Red Dwarf special episode. And until next time, have a good one. <laughs>